0: Hi folks, welcome to another episode of my 59th Minute FPL podcast. I'm the FPL General, recording on Tuesday the 5th of November. So we've got Champions League, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Europa League Thursday night, Game Week 12 at the weekend, and then we're into another dreaded international break, the third one of the season Thanks as always for tuning in, if you're a new listener, hope you enjoy this one and hope it helps you with your decisions for Game Week 12. Shoutouts first of all this week, Alexander Lacazette, welcome to the 59th Minute Club. Uh, I talked him up, uh, I mentioned him on last week's podcast, I'd added him to my watch list. Now a player coming off at 59 minutes, that is not what you want in your FPL team, so that puts me off, Lacazette, right away. Uh, I think the young kid Martinelli came on and got some minutes at the weekend. So, welcome to the club, Lacazette. A couple of notable mentions this week. Pascal Gross was very close. He got quite a few mentions last season on this podcast. He got a 58-minute appearance at the weekend, as did Dwight McNeil at Burnley. And a notable mention as well for Burnley's defender, Webster. Who went off injured in the first half and missed out on the clean sheet? So as always, game week twelve. Keep an eye on them clocks, folks. Once it ticks close to sixty, keep an eye out if anyone gets gets hauled off between fifty nine and sixty, and, and send me a send me a tweet. Game week eleven. How did it go for me? Game week eleven was really a tale of two days. It was a it was a brilliant Saturday uh, with sixty two points, but that was me all out. So it was always going to be downhill on Sunday. Because I didn't have any Leicester players, and you know, I I decided to wait another week on Vardy, and that was that was okay. He didn't do too much damage, six points. But really, it was the defence, especially Soyuncu uh, and Madison in midfield, that that really damaged my rank on Sunday. So, I think on Saturday night, I'd gone from about three hundred and fifty k up to two hundred and sixteen k but then drop back on Sunday, but right back down to 388k. So it actually was a small red arrow in the end of about 30,000 places. So last couple of weeks, Leicester have really been hurting me. So it's time to finally address that this week. And I'll talk about that when it comes to transfers. Going to be at least one Leicester player coming in for me this week, if not two. So... Yeah, I banked, I banked the transfer going into the weekend uh, with a view to having those two frees for game week 12, with a view to getting Vardy in, as I mentioned last week. Um, captaincy again, absolute nightmare. It just goes on and on this season. I had Sterling captain, so another blank. Had a quick look today. I've had six blanks. Now, that's either a two-pointer or a three-pointer. I've had six of those from my captains in the first 11 game week, so... I feel actually pretty good about being around 350k or you know just inside the top 400k with six captain blanks in the first 11 game weeks. So again, like I've been saying, hopefully hopefully I can start to nail those more often, you know, for the for the for the, between now and Christmas and and thereafter. And then, you know, rank rank shouldn't be looking too bad then towards the end of the season. But captaincy has been a real struggle this year, not just for me, for for a lot of managers. So you know, we just got to just keep making these logical captaincy calls and hopefully hopefully things will change. You know, I've I've sat down this week and looked ahead for the next six game weeks. So I'm kind of trying to come up with a plan for game week 12 to 17. And, you know, captaincy is always at the centre of any long-term plan I make. And it's it's just going to get harder, I think. You know, looking at the fixtures, you know, we're probably not going to captain Man City assets very often over the next couple of weeks looking at their fixtures. Um, so you know it's maybe it's a case of we start looking at the cheaper guys, the likes of your Abraham's and your Vardis and these guys for captaincy more more often. So I think it's it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting you know five or six weeks ahead because looking at the fixtures, captaincy is wide open in a lot of game weeks. Um, you know Liverpool are probably going to be the most popular. Um, you know in Salah Salah I've got big question marks over Salah. There's there's a question about him later, so I'm going to come back to him. I'm not going to deep dive into the the Salah question just yet so continuing with the review um, just to wrap it up game week 11 the players who did well my defense Lundstrom what a legend Uh, I think we've got to start him every week now he's got Spurs and United coming up next but there's absolutely no chance I'm going to bench him he's just too good he's making long bursting runs into the box he could have had a hat-trick he 's just unbelievable, and you know Chef United are just excellent, so don 't bench lundstrom is my advice it doesn 't matter what the fixtures are if you if you caught if you if you watch any Chef United games this week you know this season you won 't bench him you know i think that 's a danger where you know in terms of stats versus eye test if you just watch if you just look at the stats maybe you're not going to see you know how much Lundstrom actually gets in the box he had he had a volley on his left foot at the weekend someone tweeted me he was a bit like kaka in his prime he's just he's just something else this guy if you don't have him yet you know why are you playing fpl and you know if you don't have him just get him you know it doesn't matter what he costs get him in stick him in don't worry about it and the points will hopefully continue to flow with Lundstrom. Lundström did well for me, uh, my Trent-Robo double-up came in again, I think it was 7 points and 9 points from those two guys, so despite, I think Liverpool, is it only 2 clean sheets in 11, something like that, but despite that, those two guys are still doing well for me and I'm confident of keeping them long term, um, so defence brought in most of my points, Tamori disappointing again, I really am not a big fan of Tamori and the Chelsea defence, so I can see myself benching him You know, quite a few weeks you know, over the next couple of weeks. Midfield, absolute disaster. Captaincy blank. Salah, nothing. De Bruyne, nothing. Mason Mount, nothing. Mason Mount had a good game. You know, he rattled the crossbar. It was a very good save from Ben Foster. Um, I know Ben Foster's a big FPL player, so if you're listening to podcast, Ben, you know, that's not what we want, what we want to see. You know, you, you've got to let those ones go in. Um, Up front, Mopai, disappointing not to get anything from him. In that Norwich game, again, his underlying stats are really good. I've got a big question. Do I just keep him now? Or do I get rid of him after having him for just two game weeks? So I'll come back to that one as well when it comes to transfers. Tammy Abraham, 12 points. Goal and assist, a couple of bonus points. Tammy's just a, a really good asset this season. So happy owner here. And I think, Tammy, we're going to have to think about, think about him a lot more for captaincy, as I mentioned. That's enough about game week 11. Uh, watch list. Update: five players I've added and four that I've removed. I'll do the removed ones first, nice and easy. Hudson Adoy is gone because he's not starting games. Quite simple. Uh, Yarmolenko is gone. I don't think there's a player I've added and removed to my watch list so much this season as Yarmolenko. He's on it. He's off it. He's on it. He's off it. He's gone again now because I think that's two game weeks in the last three where he's only played forty-five minutes. So. Don't want that, can't be worrying about minutes for my FPL players, so I don't want Yarmolenko. Also, West Ham have gone off the boil, as they usually do. Just when we start to think they're going to be a really good side with really good FPL assets, they go and concede three goals to Newcastle. So anyone who concedes three goals to Newcastle, there's something definitely wrong there. Pascal Gross is gone as well. This is due to minutes, really. The last two games, it's been a 64 and a 58. So, Gross tends to get taken off early in games, which I don't like. And I'm going to talk about one of his teammates in a minute, who I like a lot more. Marcus Alonso as well, nice and easy, dropped for Alon- uh, dropped for Emerson. Emerson came straight back in. So, to me, that tells me Lampard favours Emerson as his number one left back. And it's no surprise, because Emerson is a much better defender. So, Alonso is no longer of interest to me. I've got three Chelsea anyway, so he shouldn't probably shouldn't have been on the watch list. Now, five players I've added this week. The first one is Leandro Trossard at Brighton. This guy reminds me, he's a bit of a Hazard light. He reminds me of watching him. Um, Hopefully, he's not going to be as a frustrating FPL asset as Hazard was. But 5.8 million. He came off the bench at the weekend and created four chances in just 31 minutes. Uh, got himself an assist, got himself a goal, got himself two bonus points. He got himself 11 points in just half an hour. Yes, it was against Norwich, but Trossard was um, Trossard caught my eye earlier in the season as well before he got injured. So I think this guy could be FPL gold. Now, the issue is fixtures. Um, as I said, I've got Mopi and I don't like the fixtures for Brighton. It's Man United, Leicester, Liverpool, Arsenal, Wolves in the next five. That is pretty rough. It's it's as bad as it comes really, you know, even Wolves is a really tough fixture as well there. But on the other other hand, Brighton have been excellent this season and I can see them definitely getting a few results in in that run of fixtures. The other big question mark is minutes, you know, is Trossard going to come in and start every week? We knew coming into the season, you know, a lot of people were saying that Graham Potter, top manager, but he likes to rotate a lot. You know, he'll change his formation, he'll change his system depending on opponent. So, you know, will we see Trossard on the bench some weeks, depending on which formation he goes for? Um, you know, will he drop Connolly to fit Trossard back in? Or will he lose someone like Gross or Alzate from the starting lineup to get Trossard back in there? I think it's pretty clear, Trossard is probably the best, you know, probably the best player at Brighton. So, I would expect him to play, you know, start the majority of the games. But I, th- I just feel with those fixtures... It's probably okay to wait on him. Um, but I do I do feel anyone who's brave enough to, to get on him, even with you know ignoring the fixtures, I think he could do really well even against those you know tougher sides. So I really like Trossard. I'm definitely eyeing him up. Um maybe around game week 17-18 once they get those tough run of fixtures out of the way. Obviously it'll be more clear then if he's going to be a regular starter, which hopefully he will be. Um so yeah, I really like Trossard. I think he's gonna be a really good FPL asset this season. Hopefully he can stay fit. Another player I've added to the watch list this week is the forgotten man. A lot of us had him at the start of the season, Diogo Jota at Wolves. 6.1, He has he's impressed me in the games I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's caught my eye, he's passed the eye test. Uh, in that Arsenal game at the weekend, looking at the stats, five shots and four chances created, so the underlying stats are good for Jota as well. That was the first time he's played 90 minutes since game week 6. So that's always been the frustrating thing about Jota. He often gets taken off early. He's always a bit of a rotation risk. But, you know, differential, really good fixtures. I think he's less than 5% owned. There's a lot of talk about Jimenez this week, who I'm going to talk about as well when it comes to my transfers. He's on my mind, Jimenez. But Jota is definitely on my mind as well. uh, Because of the, you know, it's 1 million less... You know he's he's you know he's he's basically a striker you know alongside Jimenez in that team so I am tempted by him I'm I'm definitely gonna I don't usually watch Europa League games but if Jota and Jimenez are both playing on Thursday night this week I think I'm gonna sit down and try and catch some of that Wolves game just to get a get more of a more of an idea on on the eye test on those two guys uh, as I mentioned you know fixtures are great for Wolves which is why a lot of people are flocking to Jimenez. Uh, they've got Villa, Bournemouth, Sheffield United in the next three. So it looks good for Wolves. Uh, I'm probably more interested in their attack than their defence. Um, talking about their defence, there is a guy I've added to the watch list this week is Saiz. They're the 4.4 million defender. Saiz, Saiz, I don't know how you say it, but you know who I'm talking about. Since Bali has got injured, this guy has played 290 minutes back-to-back, he does have a goal and an assist already this season, so there is attacking threat there, you know, he might have been playing possibly more in midfield when he got those attacking returns, Um, again, fixtures are good for Wills, so if you're looking, you know, a lot of people are looking for cheap defenders, and I think this guy should be considered at 4.4 million, Wills are just a good side, and they've got good fixtures, yes, I think their defence is weaker without Bolly. you know, he is their best defender, but... They're capable of keeping clean sheets against anyone. You know, they, they keep a lot of possession. They're a good side. So I do like this guy's size. You know, you don't you don't want to play him every week, but maybe if you've got him to rotate with someone, I think he, he could be a good option. Another defender, similar price, uh 4.5 million. Uh this guy Willems, at Newcastle, the left back, has impressed me a lot in the last couple of weeks. He created four chances at the weekend against West Ham. He started seven of the last eight. He has one goal two assists and Newcastle fixtures look okay as well the Newcastle I still think Newcastle will get relegated but I still think they offer some value in FPL when it comes to defenders again a bit like Saiz probably in a rotation you don't want to have to start a Newcastle defender every week and um, just look at their fixtures Bournemouth Villa then they've got City but apart from that City game the Newcastle fixtures are not too bad and you know Steve Bruce you know he gets a lot of gets a lot of grief but I still think they're pretty they're not a bad team defensively in Newcastle um so I, I like the guy willems now Matt Ritchie's been out for quite a while so will that affect him when he comes back I don't think so because I think William willems has played himself his way into that team now he's been really good really good going forward um so again just another option to throw out there maybe a bit outside the box um if you're looking for something different in defense um one more player I'll talk about on the watch list this week Delhi Ali. 8.4 million, two goals in his last three games. He's managed 90 minutes in all three of the last games, which is he hasn't managed to do that for quite a while. Pretty sure that's the first time this season he's put, you know, three 90-minute appearances back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Fixtures for Spurs, again, another team with decent fixtures. Sheffield United, West Ham, Bournemouth in the next three. It's very easy to forget that Dele Alley is a player who... You know, maybe if you haven't been playing FPL for very long, just a couple of years ago, when he burst onto the scene, he scored 18 goals and I think he got 11 assists in in his breakthrough season. He scored 225 FPL points off the top of my head. I think that is the right numbers. Uh, having just had a quick look at it this morning, so is Ali going to? Are we going to see a Delhi Ali revival? Um, is he going to step up when Spurs need him most? He certainly has done. He did so at the weekend when Harry Kane missed out. So Ali's an interesting one. Obviously, it's it's an awkward price and Spurs are not playing great. You know, they're not scoring a lot of goals. Um but again, differential, if you're looking for something different, I think Ali is, is he's worth considering at least. I I made a bit of a Maverick move. I've been playing playing Sky Fantasy for the first time this season. Um mainly just to learn the ropes and and you know, have a proper go at it then next season, but you can make transfers um during the weekend and, and on Sunday morning, I actually brought in Ali for that Everton game and made him captain. So that was a that was a nice one there. But it remains to be seen. I don't think he's anywhere close to coming into my FPL team. So, but again, just one to keep an eye on. You know, form is good, fixtures are good. You know, fitness is always the big one with Delhi Ali. Uh, that's probably the main reason I'll avoid him is because of his injury record. But again, let's see how he can do over the next couple of weeks. Another one I'll I'll be keeping a close eye in in the Champions League this week. That's the watch list covered ahead of Game Week 12. Just a couple of options for you to consider, maybe some that you haven't been thinking about. Uh, moving on to questions now ahead of the weekend. Some really good ones this week, so thanks to everyone as always for sending them in. If I could reply to every question, I would, but there's probably about 100 questions there, so apologies if I don't get back to you. Um, first one from FPL Dork. Who do I think is the best Leicester midfield option? This is a question that seems to come up every week this season. Now, for me, I like the 90-minute guy. So I like Madison and I like Tielemans. Now, the question is, which one is the better option? I think they're both really good options. Madison went up in price last night, so I think he's 7'4 now. Tielemans is still 6'5". So there's basically a million difference now. So who do I think is the best of them? I like Madison, but do I like him 1 million more than Tielemans? I'm not sure. So I'm always looking for value in FPL. And I think at 6.5 million, Tielemans has been excellent this season and, you know, second half of last season. So he's been doing it. We've got a bigger sample size now. I was quite reluctant to, to go anywhere near Tielemans at the start of this season because I thought. You know, maybe that really good, you know, seven, eight, nine games last season was a flash in the pan, but he's continued it this season, and he and he still look, looks really good, and he's a really good price, and I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. I think I'm going to end up going Tielemans for the cash saving, uh, and and just use that point nine million elsewhere to improve the squad. So, if money was no option, I mean, if this was FPL draft and there's no player prices, I think I'd be getting Madison. I really like his set pieces. Uh, watching the highlights from that. Um, Arsenal game of the weekend, set pieces were excellent, they were on the money, you know, create a lot of chances from those corners and free kicks, so I think over the course of the season, I think Madison will come out and top, but will he come out and top, you know, massively in terms of a 1 million save on Telemans, I don't think so, I think Telemans will tick over nicely for the season, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I think I'm going to end up going Telemans this week instead of Madison it's mainly the game is probably going to make that decision for me because I don't think I'm going to be able to afford Madison anyway with what I want to do this week but again coming to that in transfers so I think Madison is the best option long term but I think Telemans will possibly be the best value option essentially I don't think you can go wrong I think you just pick one of them and, and stick with them Question from FPL Pro: Who is the best six million replacement for those looking to replace the likes of Hudson Adoy and Yarmolenko? So, I do think Hudson Adoy owners and Yarmolenko owners probably do need to look at moving them on because it's just a headache that you don't need. You know, you don't want to be worrying about Yarmo getting taken off at half time. You don't want to be worrying about Hudson Odoi starting, which he hasn't been, so I think he just cut ties with those guys and just move somewhere more reliable, someone who's going to play 90 minutes every week. So the question is, who are the best 6 million replacements? If there's any cash in the bank, you know, if you've got an extra point five, I do like Tielemans, but most likely, you know, the question is, is, you know, 6 million, so same price or less. So the only two on my watch list are, I've mentioned Trossard, but again, fixtures are not ideal. And, and I still really like John McGinn, you know, fixtures for Villa, they've got the two worst ones out of the way, City and Liverpool. And I mean, McGinn managed an assist against Liverpool and he hit the post against City. So I still really like him. Uh, so I think that's most likely the way I would go if it was just a straight swap for hudson Adoy or uh, Yarmolenko and I didn't have any cash in the bank. I, I like McGinn, even though the fixtures, I'm just looking at them, Wolves, Newcastle, Man United next three. Not ideal, but again, you know, Villa are, have, have been pretty good this season. And I, I, just, I just like McGinn because he just shoots all the time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I might end up going back to McGinn myself. I had him for a short spell, area on the season. I can see myself going back to him at some point. Uh, you know, probably not in the next two or three weeks, but maybe, maybe five or six weeks down the line. So, I think that's where I would go. If you can get to Tielemans, do that. But if not, I, I do like John McGinn. Uh, probably go McGinn over Trossard just because of those Trossard fixtures and the worry over game time. You know McGinn's going to play 90 minutes every week, so that's a big plus in his favour. Question from FPL Blinder. Um, good question here about Wolves uh, and one I'm, I'm thinking about myself. So FPL Blinder says, bearing in mind Wolves' favourable fixtures, is it time to consider their assets? European commitments have put many managers off, however, they generally do better, slash, have more shots in the game weeks immediately after European midweek game. So, I was listening to, what was I listening to this morning? Um, I was listening to the captaincy um, video that Joe and David did at Scout, uh, and David mentioned this about Wolves' you know being you know they seem to be managing okay with you know after european games they seem to be posting really good stats and 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 putting in really good performances on the sunday after they play in europe on a thursday night so so maybe maybe in terms of wolves maybe the european maybe we're worrying about it too much um maybe you know they are they seem to be doing okay on sundays and and jimenez in particular Jimenez doesn't seem to be affected by rotation. You know, Jimenez plays close to ninety minutes most weeks in the Premier League. You know, even though he plays on Thursday nights as well. So I was kind of a little bit cold on Wolves a couple of weeks ago, mainly because I was burned by Jota at the start of the season. But I'm kind of warming to them now again. Um, you know, hearing things like that and and you know, seeing good performances like the one against Arsenal last week. You know, creating lots of chances um you know could have won that game easily. So it's it's attackers really that I like from Wolves. So I mentioned Jota and Jimenez. So do I think we should be targeting Wolves assets? I think they are as good as any team to target at the minute. I mean when I look at the fixture ticker, the two teams with the best fixtures for the next six weeks are Leicester and Wolves. Um so they they're two teams I want to target. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about with my transfers this week, which I'm coming to very soon. I know you're itch- itching to know what I what I want to do. Um, I was actually looking forward to recording this podcast because I am I am scratching my head this week. So I was hoping talking through all this will, will help me come to a decision. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, I'll know exactly what I want to do. So yeah, back to Wolves. I think they are good for investment. Fixtures are good. Europe is not affecting them too much, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I like Jimenez. I like Jota as well. Question from Andreas. What are my thoughts on Pulisic and his rotation? I just, you know, I've seen a lot of people considering getting Pulisic in now because they think he's the first choice. But that can change so quickly. Lampard came out last week and said he's got four players for two spots. He mentioned Pulisic, he mentioned hudson Adoy, Pedro and William. Now you've got four very good players there and you've got two spaces on the wings for them. So, for me, that's just an easy avoid. I don't want the headache of worrying about, is Pulisic going to start? Is he going to come off after 60 minutes? Is Hudson-Odoi going to start? Willian, you know, william has been getting a lot of game time. He's been having a very good season, so I don't see him dropping out at any point. And Pedro's going to come back at some point and get some game time, Surely. And um, what I liked about Lampard saying that last week was he didn't mention Mason Mount in that conversation. So to, to me, that tells me Mason Mount starts every week. So I'm just happy that I own him. Uh, and I still don't hate the idea of, of you know paying more for him now if you don't have him just for security of starts. I still think Mason Mount is, is a really good option. Like I said, unlucky not to get on the score sheet at the weekend. Um, so for me, I don't like Pulisic. I wouldn't be getting him. I would just avoid the Chelsea wingers because there's too much of a headache. Just focus on Tammy. You know, focus on Mount and and maybe a defender if if you think they're going to improve defensively. For me, it just feels like a headache waiting to happen. You know, you bring Pulisic in and then two weeks down the line he gets benched, you're going to want to transfer him out. That's a waste of two transfers in my opinion. You know, it's my overall strategy this season. You know, I've got it pinned above my computer here is minimise transfers and to me that is looking for trouble. It's looking... You know a transfer to get Pulisic in and a transfer to get him out and to me those two transfers could just be used much more wisely somewhere else question from fpl crate digger what to do about salah this is the big question for me and for a lot of people this week um i had a look i've had salah all season i'm getting very impatient I looked at his last six scores, um, last six game weeks, 5-3-2-0-7-2. Just not good enough, Mohamed. He, last three games, 0 minutes, 84 minutes, 64 minutes, so minutes is a worry as well. Probably down to this ankle, which he's been getting fluid drained from every week. I don't like the sound of that for a player I'm paying £12.3 million for. Um, and just, you know, I'm, I'm a big eye test man and watching watching Liverpool this season and towards the end of last season, every time I watch them, I like Manny more in terms of the eye test. He always looks the more likely goal scorer for me. Uh, I think he's the better player than Salah the last couple of months, uh, you know, taking FPL away from it. He's just been on a different level, you know, he's, 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 he's world class. He's probably up there with, you know, I would probably say top five players in the world at the minute um, and I want to own him basically and the way I'm looking at it is, this might be my opportunity to make the switch from Salah to Mane, but I don't think I'll do it this week. Which I'll explain more when I come to my transfers. I would probably lose Salah this week to get Vardy, spread the cash around a little bit, and then possibly move to Mane from a Man City midfielder in game week 13. So that is that is my thought process at the minute. And if I get Mane game week 13, I, you know I've looked ahead next six game weeks. I'd probably captain Mane four out of six game weeks and then you know captain Vardy this week and when Vardy plays Norwich I'd probably captain them there as well so it, I would be you know switching away from the Salah-Sterling captaincy frustration and moving to a vardy Manny captaincy combo for the next six game weeks so that that is my thinking uh, what do we do with Salah I think you know this I think this uh, applies to Sterling as well It feels like it's fine to keep them, but it also feels fine to lose them. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose Salah and spread your cash around, in my case, you know, to get the likes of Vardy, maybe a a better striker like Jimenez, uh, and you know, someone like Telemans, I think that's very logical because you know, can we trust Salah with captaincy? I don't know if we can with this injury and things like that as well. Um, So for me, I'm leaning towards Salah out this week, which is always scary. Especially when I got burned so badly last season, but it's not as scary when I know I'm going to get money and you know. So you can't really have both, unless you know. It's very hard to fit both in. I've got two, I've got Trent and Robbo, and they're going nowhere. So for me, it's, it has to be one of Salah or Manny or neither. So my thinking is to is to is to lose Salah this week and then get money and for game week thirteen onwards. Question from FPL one hundred and one is sterling slash kdb is their form slash fixtures a real problem or are we overthinking things so a lot of people are considering losing a man city attacker this week or next week looking at the fixtures you know we're saying we're probably not going to captain um man city assets much over the next five or six weeks so why should we bother owning them the I've got Sterling and De Bruyne, and I'm really not sure how to approach this. I'm happy enough to lose one of them. Um, now, the hard part is which one. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, let's lose Sterling. I'm not going to captain them. But if we're losing Sterling, why why shouldn't we be okay to lose De Bruyne as well? You know, are we just blindly keeping De Bruyne because we've labeled him a season keeper? Or, you know, can he go? Uh, in my case, could De Bruyne go for Manny And could I roll with... Manny, Sterling, Vardy, Tammy, you know, that kind of setup. Uh, maybe with a Jimenez in there as well. So I think De Bruyne, sh- we shouldn't blindly just keep him. You know, if he doesn't do much against Liverpool at the weekend, I think we will see people selling them. And I haven't ruled it out myself. This is why I'm finding it so tricky. These transfers are so tricky this week and next week, how to approach it. I think it's probably the hardest. Probably the hardest game week for transfers of the season so far because they're, they're really big decisions. It's always scary selling big players, but I always feel you know don't be afraid if you're if you're getting a more balanced, well-rounded squad. I think that is you know more important than having one big hitter you know that you can rely on. So and we can't even rely on these big hitters anyway. So I'm leaning towards the more balanced approach uh, and and spreading cash around a little bit to improve my squad overall. Um. Is Sterling, De Bruyne, is their form and fixtures a problem? I don't really, th- you know, when it comes to City, fixtures to me, I don't really tend, they're probably one team I don't really look at fixtures too much uh, because I think they kind of are fixture-proof. They can score three or four goals against anyone. Um, maybe more so for their defenders, uh, I would look at the fixtures, but in terms of their attackers, I think it's fine to keep the likes of De Bruyne and Sterling as well. Um I don't think it's overthinking. I think it's pretty logical. You know, I, I mentioned when I looked at the fixture ticker, Leicester and Wolves are at the top, but Man City are actually at the bottom for the next six weeks. So, I think it's justified to to go without them. It might not it might not sound right having just one Man City player, but really, we can't really have defenders anyway because we don't know week to week which defenders are going to play. So right away that cuts out the defense. So you know, it's it's either have you know one attacker or two attackers and for me one attacker feels fine for the next five or six weeks much easier for me i think to make big decisions because i have the wild card so i can you know if i sell sterling and if i sell sala and i decide in two weeks time right that was a mistake i need to get them back the wild card you know can do that very easily it's it's a nice comfort blanket to have so it probably makes it more you know makes it easier to make these big decisions for you know maybe three, four, five weeks Anyway, I'm going to come back to that with transfers. Uh, game Week 12, captaincy. It's, it's wide open this week. Uh, Vardy at home to Arsenal. I think that's what I'll do if I get him in. I mean, when I get him in, I, I, I'm 100% getting Vardy this week. Arsenal are not good defensively. Uh, I expect Leicester to score two or three goals against Arsenal at the weekend, so Vardy most likely for me. Uh, Tammy Abraham home to Crystal Palace. I think he's a good option as well. Uh, I do slightly favour Vardy though, just because I think Crystal Palace are have a better defence than Arsenal. Quite simply, uh, Man United are at home to Brighton. I think anyone who owns Rashford or Martial, I would be tempted by that. Uh, Jimenez at home to Aston Villa. I think that's another tempting captaincy option as well. The big one for captaincy this week is really the Liverpool City game. You know, should we blindly ignore it for captaincy, or should we back players like Sterling, Mane, Aguero? You know, maybe maybe the people who stick the captaincy in the big game, maybe it'll be high scoring, maybe it'll be a 3-2 or a 3-3 game and, and De Bruyne and all these guys will do well. On the other hand, it could be a 0-0. 0-0, I think we had a 0-0 in that game last season. To me, Liverpool City, it always feels like a lottery. It could be 3-3, or it could be 0-0. And for me, that's why I'm probably going to go somewhere else with the captaincy, just in case it is one of those boring 0-0. So often these big Premier League, clashes are hyped up to the max and then they're very disappointing games, you know, cagey affairs, neither side wants to lose, so for for that reason I think I'm probably going to avoid that fixture for the captaincy this week. So I think most likely for me, Jamie Vardy, but again, I will monitor what happens Champions League and Europa League this week as well, uh, I mean if Jimenez goes and scores a hat-trick in Thursday night, it's going to be a lot more tempting to give him the armband at the weekend, and likewise Tammy Abraham as well. Right, transfers. I'm going to try not to waffle too much here because it is an absolute head wreck this week for me. Uh, so Vardy's coming in. The question then is, who do I lose to get him? I don't want to lose a Liverpool defender, so I have to lose a midfielder. So it has to be Salah or Sterling or De Bruyne. Um, I've said I'm leaning towards Salah. With, so the plan would be... Basically, one option I've written down here is I've got two free transfers, so this would be a minus four. So I would sell Salah, eh, Mopai because I don't like his fixtures. And I would sell Greenwood as well, my disaster of a of a third striker who's lost value for me this season, and I would re- replace those three with Tielemans, uh, Jamie Vardy and Jimenez. So again, you know, going back to the fixture ticker, Leicester and Wolves have the best fixtures next six game weeks and I'm bringing in three players this week from those three teams. Nice and simple, don't overthink it. And what that would do was would be it would make my overall team structure look a lot better. It would be 3 4 3 then with Jimenez, Vardy, Abraham up front, and I would be just using three defenders every week then, which would be Trent Robertson and Lord Lundstrom. So that would move Tamori to my bench most weeks, which I like the idea of that as well because I really don't trust Chelsea for clean sheets. So I had a you know Tamori and Rico on the bench every week, and Cantwell would still sit there as well, stinking the place out. Um, So I like the sound of that minus four. To me, that's the most logical thing to do for my team. But there's always other tempting options. And the one I'm I'm struggling to shake this week is Martial. So instead, you know, I could do a similar move. But instead of going Greenwood to Jimenez, I could go Cantwell to Martial. And that would be a 3-5-2. So that is basically the rest of the week, I'm going to be weighing up Martial versus Jimenez. You know, who do I want for the next five or six weeks? Fixture wise, it's probably Jimenez. So again, it makes the most sense. And I really should take my own advice. I avoid injury prone players. Martial is one of the most flagged players in FPL over the last couple of seasons. Um, so I think most likely I'll stick to my rule, avoid Martial because he's injury prone, and just get Jimenez. Uh, and long term, you know, as I said, Jimenez fixtures are better than Man United anyway. Um, so I think that's the way I'm leaning. Again, it is Tuesday, so Champions League, Europa League could change my thinking. That's where I'm at. Move to a three-four-three. Three. Jimenez, 3 uh, Jimenez, Tielemans and Vardy come in, and then then possibly Sterling out for manny gaming thirteen with captaincy in mind for the next five or six weeks. So let me know. Let me know your thoughts as well on on what I've said there. Just just leave a post, leave a comment under the podcast wherever you're listening or on Twitter. Um, is there anything I'm missing out? Is there another route I should go? I'm always open to hear new ideas because sometimes it's very easy to get blinded by your own thought process and you could you could miss, you know, obvious things. So that's why I always like, you know, Twitter and Slack channels and all that just to bounce ideas because it always opens up, always opens up new ideas. And, you know, last night I put up the tweet about Martial and it. what I like about Twitter as well is people will just be straight with you and they'll talk sense into you. I mean, I'm tempted by Martial most of their plays last night are just don't do it to yourself, Mark, and that's probably the advice I'll take this week. I said it's like it's like having that extra slice of cake when you know you shouldn't eat it. That's what it feels like for Martial this week. You know, it's it's that slice of cake. You know, I'm the kid, and I've been told not to eat it, but I want to eat it, and then I'll just regret it afterwards because I'll be in trouble. So, I think I'll just go Jimenez, play it safe. Probably suits you know it suits my game style more just to make the boring safe move. Um, Friday deadline this week, don't get caught out folks, we've got Watford Norwich on Friday night, Uh, so get those teams locked in early, don't be waiting until Saturday morning, you don't want to wake up on Saturday morning and and see that you're setting your team up for game week 13, not game week 12. Uh, If you want to hear more from me this week folks, I'll be doing a Patreon podcast on Wednesday and another one on Friday this week, so the Wednesday Patreon podcast is my ITS podcast, where I'll be running through the games that I watched in game week 11. Uh, and Friday's podcast, I run through everything from the press conferences, my final team decisions, my final transfers, my final captain decision. Everything is revealed in that Friday podcast every week. Um, with Patreon, a new, the, a new month is always the best time to sign up. So if you've been thinking about Patreon at any point, now is the best time to have a go because you can sign up we are the 5th of November now, so essentially you can sign up from a Patreon, see what it's all about for the next, you know, ahead of Game Week 12 during the international break and then before the end of November, you just make a decision whether you find it useful or not. If you don't find it useful, you just cancel and you don't get charged anything, so you're getting a free trial basically for November. As long as you make your decision before the end of November to cancel or continue Um, You know, just check it out. You've got nothing to lose. Loads of content on there every week, extra podcasts, all that kind of stuff. A really good Slack channel as well with about 250 managers. That never stops. So if you want FPL 24-7, check out the Slack channel. As always, any questions you have about Patreon or Slack, what is it? Just send me a message on Twitter or or send me an email, thefplgeneral at at gmail.com. Uh, fantasy weekly podcast we recorded another really good podcast last night that will be available on Wednesday at 2 p.m. all going to plan with the producer uh, really good podcast every week check that one out as well fantasy bet I had my best weekend of the season in game week 11 on fantasy bet because I captain John Lundstrom in one of my entries he scored me 42 points he fired me to, I got 107 points, and I, I managed to come first out of 444 managers, so for 550 entry, I picked up 516 quid, so not a bad payday for a bit of FPL work on, on, at the weekend. Made the cardinal mistake of letting my wife know that I won a few bobs, so she has roped me in to using the, the winnings to, to book a, a, short, uh, a short city break to Rome in, in April, so that is one lesson to be learned, folks. If you ever win a few bob, never tell your partner, or at least divide it by 10 and, and, and tell her that's what you've won, or him. So yeah, I'll be competing, as always, Fantasy Bet this weekend. Uh, there's another £2,500 tournament, five fifty pounds to enter, 18plus and begambleaware.org. So hopefully I'll see a few of your names on the leaderboard this weekend. See if you can stop me making it two wins from two. Uh, Good luck in game week 12 folks. Uh, Enjoy the international break as well if that is anyway possible. I'm an Ireland fan so it's usually a pretty painful uh, international break watching those games. Um, There'll be no podcast next Tuesday. I'll take take a short break from recording next week and I'll be back two weeks from today for a game week 13 preview. So may your arrows be green in game week 12. Enjoy the Champions League and good luck everyone. Thanks for listening.